Storytime with Andy and Amanda. Right, Amanda, what are we doing today? It's Storytime with Andy and Amanda. And yeah, and that... a slight difference this month. Yeah, why is it a slight difference, Amanda? Because we don't just have one guest. We have two guests. Yeah, and the two guests are in the same room, but they're both actually from different continents. So we've got, we're covering three parts of the world this time. This, this, we've never done this before. So now, obviously, I'm going to let our guests introduce ourselves. So guest number one, would you like to first introduce yourself and give us a piece? Oh, okay. Uh, right, so my name is Chuck or Charles Hafner. Oh, I'm going to check plan to change already. I thought Alter was doing it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I'm. I live in um, in Citrus County, Florida. You know, in, in Orlando, and I'm. I would say I'm a part-time writer. I've written a couple books of my own. Uh, you know, uh, Orchids Under the Stars, uh, for um, the four the uh, four colors of my life, and of course, uh, if love was a rose, I dedicated to the love of my life. Why don't you use the love of your life? Uh, the person that that forced me to go first. So, <laughs> yeah, as you can uh, see, guys and girls, it's going to be a chaotic episode. So, <laughs> the work. So today, I this I wrote these just earlier today. Sorry, looking for me glasses and the writing <laughs> they're hanging off my shirt. Um, I started, you know, just. To, are, you, are you ready for us to read? Or, so, to read, to read, read. Would you just want to do some the line, your line stops ultra a bit there. I can't hear you. Sorry. Okay. Are we? Is he supposed to read now? Or uh, yeah, when you're ready, go give us your okay, first okay. piece. And yeah, sorry, the line, okay. the line so, dropped then. <laughs> so I just wrote these today because it was kind of like I wanted to do something a little different. Seems like that Chuck's in an old uh, writer's block recently, as hmm. far as stuff on my Instagram page. So I wrote. So I have these are just random thoughts. So my first one is this in Quain. I have. I have lovely rose bunches in a bucket on a street, corners, as mothers wish. For some. For some. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's okay. Lovely rose bunches in a bucket on a street corner as mothers wish for some flowers. So there, there, like we, go. there we go. I like that, it, yeah. So that, that was just something, I don't know, I just happened to, I don't know why, it always goes back to my mother, and I decided, oh, wow, Mother's Day, and when, and everywhere I've ever lived on Mother's Day, there, on like every quarter mile, half mile, there'd be people standing there uh, uh, selling flowers, and then I saw some flowers here while I was riding around in South Africa, and, and just popped like that, and I said, well, go ahead and write that. Brilliant. That's excellent, excellent stuff. So, okay, uh, we better bring we better bring in the other guest now, hadn't we? So that way, have people wondering who our other guest is. So, guest on the other side of Chuck, who are you then? <laughs> Hi. 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 Alter, you have to move near the camera. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can now. Yeah. Okay, I think my book was on top of it. Um, I'm all <laughs> I'm also HMA, but I'm from South Africa and uh, I've written a couple of books and um, I mainly focus on the haiku and poets unlimited magazines that I bring out every month. But um, I will be reading a book which I dedicated to the love of my life. And it's called How Do I Love Thee? 
and it's not by Elizabeth uh, Browning, it's by me this time. <laughs> that would have been signed at 43 instead. There you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one is called My Moon, Finally. I got stuck at a crossroad for so many seasons. I looked to the moon with questions. Nights came only to remind me that I'm searching for a lasting love. I allowed my soul to keep seeking, and with every day I was losing hope. Slowly, my solace became my sacred moments, memories of ancient forgotten love. I have climbed to the highest mountains, endured thunderous storms, endless nights of rainfall. Finally, I heard your whispers. My soul was counting the syllables of your every word. And from the moment on, I, knew, I know the only path my heart will allow is to be loved by you forevermore. Oh, Amanda, well, <laughs> I'll let nice. you answer that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you, you should try. You should try writing like that, Amanda. Instead of your zombie pieces all the time. Well, you want me to write some poems like that for you? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right, be a uh, zombie or two in it. <laughs> okay. I'll go next. Okay. So, um, I've got today. I'm going to do my. I've got one brand new poem. So this one I wrote recently. Recently, and I'm not performed it anywhere yet. So, um, a few people though, obviously. At the time of recording, I'm about to turn 50. I'm 50 next week, actually. So, mm-hmm. so this is a piece about what I was doing on every t- and each 10 years of my life. So, like the first part of it is when I was born, obviously, then 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, to use it to symbolize how your life changes over time. So, this is decades. You were too young to remember what you did when you turned 10 and can barely remember your 20th, apart from waking up covered in sick in a stranger's flat in Miles Platin, after headbanging all night to a terrible Guns N' Roses tribute band. 30, you were down in Brighton, visiting your friend from University, Andy, and got stuck cave exploring when the tide came in quicker than either you expected, and if it wasn't for some rapid fort, you both could have easily drowned. Haunted by recently contracting diabetes, Turning 40 was a more muted affair with your then partner and family in a local Indian curry house in Cholton, not realising until after you had split three years afterwards how much they all had disliked them. Finally finding the right words, turning 50 when you and your wife departed to Scarborough for a short break, translating what comes next from being a child into adulthood and everything that came before in between. Mapping out in seconds of 10-year blocks, mixed with motions of a brilliance, and the things, perhaps, things best forgotten. Closing the door behind in your past, like half-faded confessions and diaries, and before the regrets turn to into experience. That was wonderful. That was good, yeah. yeah. yeah cheers, guys. Just being honest, I said, so, no, I can appreciate that. Yeah, that now, was really, really good. The, the last line was, but, um, well, uh, um, can you repeat the last thing? Because I, 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 I know what, what what you said, but I'm just trying so I can uh, make my comment. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. One second, I'm trying to find it now. <laughs> shut the tape. Was it bad shut the tape. <laughs> Instead yeah. of making any regret to actually experience, is that what it was? I think. Uh, I'll read the, the last three lines. Probably best to explain it better in one block. So it's closing the door behind in your past, like half faded confessions and diaries, before the regrets turn into experience. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, right, all right, very excellent. Yeah, it's it's. Yes, it's Thank you. Right. Okay. Now, usually we usually have Amanda, Amanda next, but she's only got two pieces this month for various reasons. So we're going to go back to our guests now to let them do some another piece each. Then we'll move on to Amanda. <laughs> so, okay. Alter, would you like to carry on? Okay. Cool. So I'm going to do one now from my collection of Loon poems. Now, obviously, people don't know who Loon po, what Loon poems are. Alter, do you want to quickly explain? I, I, Okay, so the quickest way to explain is that they are um, American haiku, right? Oh, yeah. American poetry, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, it's five, three, five syllables. So you still have the three lines. So instead of with haiku, you have five, seven, five. With loon, you have five, three, five. But you can also do the three five three in, in, words. In, in, in words in words yeah. it's kind of like taking it's similar it, it's not the same thing as an elf tone but it, it, you can like an elf tone is actually like one then two word one word two words three words four words and one word and then like a synqu a synquain also can can also use like words instead of syllables too but it seems we work works better yeah but we syllables. we like to work with the syllables more since we Right, right, yeah. It's um, I, I know Alter's Alter recorded. I've had a go to infuse, and it was great fun. But I have to ask because Amanda's not. You've not heard of that form before, I presume, Amanda? Have you? So. No, I've not come across that. So we'll get her. We'll get her having a go on that next. It'll be murder, 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 probably. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Found the secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry, Alter. Okay, seriously. Alter. No, no, no. It's okay. All right. So, I'll. Do you want me to read one or two? Um, give us, give us, give us two or three if you want to, okay? Because okay, okay. we'll come back to you again and do some more in, in a bit anyway. Okay, okay. Orchids in full bloom, sunny skies, always remembered. That's one that I wrote for Chuck's mum because orchid for him um, is a symbolism for his mum. And then yellow orchid sun found my heart, behold forever. I'm sure you can see that. Uh, resemblance to that one as well. The fact that he's forgotten that I wrote that one. <laughs> and then, um, I and then one more. Um, this I wrote to somebody telling me about snow. And uh, I, I can't quite remember whether it was you or whether it was full, but you were you were kind of bitching about the 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 rain and I was or the snow. Oh, and I was right. like, you know, like you haven't been able to take a photo. I'm sure it was you. Probably. So I, you know, I said later on, and I was like, damn, I wish I had snow to take a photo of. I could dance in the snow. So I decided to roll the right <laughs> Um, sparkly, sparkly white drizzle blanketing the once evergreen. Yeah, the thing about Beautiful. it though is, yeah, there was the, the, the 
the British complaining about the rain is kind of like how the, the Floridians would complain about the hot weather. You know, I don't true. know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> well, do you agree with that, Armando? That's definitely true, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> like he, was, he was standing in the sun earlier on, and he's like, oh, this is so nice and hot, I love it. And I was sitting in the shade with the dogs. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, it's only autumn. Yeah, it's not, it's not even summer. It's not hot enough. You know? <laughs> so it's still coming. Like the three still coming. And then he's going to be like, oh, no, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. It's now winter in Florida. I'm going back now. You're going to run back, definitely. So. <laughs> oh, right. No, right now, it's it's quite a bit warmer uh, in, in Florida this year. It's like 60s Fahrenheit here. It's like 80s. It's like 20 degrees warmer. Now. Yeah. So yeah. this is like, you know. Well, no, he's dying for that hot hot. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, so we better move on, obviously. Chuck, your, uh, would you like to read out something else for us now? Sure. Do I read just one, then, we, then we're going to go around in another circle again? There'll be another, there'll be another circle around after this, definitely. So. so I wrote, this is my second poem. I don't... It, it, and this also is this. I'm just making sure crossing. No, this is just a, this is okay. This is goes in the taco version. I wrote it as a talk. So I have moon rays crossing the window as elephant ears are swaying under the screaming hadidas. Explain that to him. Uh, yeah, I think I need that. Man, did you do need that explaining as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this, it sounds well, nice. <laughs> well, this. Well, this morning we we were sitting at the table, and I actually well, let me re- I'll just read it real quick again. I actually can't mm. even read my handwriting. It's morning, <laughs> rays, it's morning rays crossing the window as elephant ears are swaying under the screaming hadi das. All right, so like this morning, the hadi da is a huge a, bird. A huge bird. Oh, that, right, right, that, right. It makes it. Ah! I just makes this hideous <laughs> noise. And the, so the elephant ears are this really big green leaf plant. And it was sitting, I was sitting, looking out the window and I could see it. And the sun was, so I said, here we go. So I wrote that. And it was like, so I wanted to Beautiful. mix like a couple. I wanted to mix like a couple things, like because we don't call them. I don't even know what that plan is, but they're. It, this is definitely like something like a South African, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's literally, it's literally a plant that, if you have to put it on the other side of an elephant. It would be. It would look like that. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I get you know. That's really interesting. Really interesting. In, the I love. We, in the states, we make funnel cake. You know. You know where you mm. fry batter and you put uh, powdered sugar on it. But we make them where they look like elephant ears. That's what we call them. Elephant ears. Really? So, oh, excellent. So, excellent. Because when she first said, "Look at the elephant ears," I was thinking a funnel cake. I was like, "Where?" <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Right. Well, then we one now. I'm gonna. I told you originally I was going to do a murder mystery, but well, I'm not going to do that now. So I'm going oh. to, I'm, I'm changed my plans here. So I'm going to do a piece called Writing Group. And this oh. is not a true story, it's a bit of flash fiction. Okay. <laughs> Although I think Amanda's been to groups like this before, haven't you? So this one I actually wrote in the workshop last week. So, okay. Writing Group. The first time you went to the writing group, they pretty well ignored you, but the second time was weirder. Even confusing when you sat down on the second table and the older woman who ran it kept calling you by the wrong name for the first 15 minutes. After the fourth time, you said, I'm sorry, my name is Andrew, not Anthony. 
I'm sorry, she replied, but I turned around to the old other gentleman sat next to you. Refresh your memory. What type of poetry do you write here, Anthony? My name isn't Anthony, it's Michael. He tutted impatiently. Sorry, Michael, she blushed. I must have got mixed up there a little. You looked at him puzzled as she turned around to the third person on the other side of your table who had just arrived. Great to see you here again, Anthony. What do you have to share this time? A real-life murder story, unless you start calling me David, he responded. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's Amanda's influence, that one, definitely, right? Yeah, I, so. can, I can hear that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, of course, now, Amanda's got a couple of pieces, so I'm going to bring Amanda in now, so. Okay, I'm going to do my serious piece first. It's called Into the Sea. Standing on the shore. She tries to cast her worries into the sea, but the breeze takes hold, flinging them back into her face. She tries to remember times gone by when her worries would be light enough to float away without a care. Now they collide with the waves. The weight crushes her, pushing her weary body into the sea and down, down, down. She would scream for help, but her voice is hoarse from years of shouting and everyone who would save her is either gone or drowned in further along the coast. She realises her solitude, then uses her last breath to scream. Hmm. Cheerful. <laughs> oh, <nice> cheerful piece. <laughs> oh, you were in a good mood, you wrote that piece, Amanda, weren't you? I wrote that in yeah. the workshop. I don't know what the prompt was. <laughs> Maybe do I know I mean, that. It, it's, a, it, it's a typical Amanda piece, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was telling Chuck the other day about hmm. the, um, the, the, the last one that I read from Amanda. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the one with the blue cover. The, the lady that died and then she imagined... Im, Imagine oh, yeah. you waking ghost up and then, yeah. ghost, ghost of me. Yeah, I was uh, introducing him to, to some of your writing the other day. You, you actually have some of your books on Audible too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, uh, yeah, I was looking at that. I just didn't, uh, I never went back to it because remember right. I was looking at this stuff there because I, I was like, yeah. uh, it's been a while since I've actually read like a normal, like, you know, either piece of fiction, which usually I've just been reading a lot of poetry or news. So it would be kind of neat to sit there and read something else. Mm -hmm. I, I I think might have I think maybe one time before I was talking to Andy, I said that uh at one time I wanted to write like short stories, but you know, mainly horror stuff. I love horror. Yeah, he but, likes all the dog stuff in there. Well you could sci-fi <laughs> stuff. Mondays yeah, you, you like, do you need to yeah, speak to joke. You do need to speak, is. definitely right. <laughs> yeah. You do, you do realize, Chuck, don't you, who Amanda's guru is, don't you? So, have, have I told you this? Uh, Amanda, I don't who's, your, who's your guru then of writers? I, I worship the ground that Stephen King walks on, he's like okay. the god of horror. <laughs> I, I, you know what, I, I think I, I, I actually remember that that he told me that you were a King fan. Yeah, it's like I only, only stuff I read from King was like uh, The Shining and. I think Cujo. I was I was more of a Clive Barker. I was more of a Clive Barker fan. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I've read, but that was but that was many 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 years ago. I've read a couple of his. Nightbreed springs to mind for me, and 
Yeah. The yeah, original we, what and Hellraiser came off, and I forgot it wasn't a novel that was it, yeah. it came off something else, didn't it? So yeah, Hellraiser Hellraiser is great too, but after the you know, Hellraiser was like actually a um, Nightbreed is actually the story is called Cabal. It's like the movie was actually called Nightbreed, even though the Nightbreed yeah. was like a really and then the greatest show on earth, and then the Weave World. It's like Weave World, you know. I liked about Weave World where it was basically like there was a rich man, you know, he was like incredibly rich. What did he want? He wanted that little toy, little tin soldier or this walking soldier that he was a kid. And you know, that was the only thing he wanted out of life, you know. So I, I'm you know, I'm going off base here. Oh, this podcast story story time is a chance for us to talk about writing as well as yeah. being writers. So I have to ask Amanda this, and I don't know whether she has read it. Have you read any Clive Barker, Amanda? I don't think I have. I feel like I got a book by him and I never read it and I don't know if I've still got it or not. <laughs> but anybody knows what Amanda's by reading's like, um, tell Alter and Chuck how many books you've got in your Kindle. Well, between, the, between the Kindle and the physical books in the bookcase, I think I've got about 150 books. And sometimes I'll see a book I like the look of, I'll go to buy it and it'll say, you bought this book on such and such a date. <laughs> like, what I've already got it. Where is it? Very, very you that. So right. I also have to. I have to actually catch up with my Kindle and see what I've what I haven't read. Or I'll read. I'll start reading it, and then you get distracted, and you kind of never go back to it again. Oh yeah, I've done that. I've done that myself because most of the reading I do, I'm going to and from work on the bus. So I've got my Kindle yes. on me or paperback, or whatever. So and it's yeah. Sometimes you do. You lose your train of thought. Sometimes I know what I'm like with that. So. Yeah. Like it was, um, when I, when I, just when we did the podcast today, like Amanda was listening to like one of your audible books, weren't you? Oddly enough, by Stephen yeah, that's King. That's a Stephen King one called Rose Mother. Okay. And I, I must have, I've never. Stephen King? What's that? It's the audible song from Stephen King. Oh, I'm sure there's audibles from Stephen King. Yeah, there's, I'm sure The Shining, the, probably most of his popular stuff, I'm okay. sure, is it's probably somebody's read it, you know, yeah. you know, narrated it before. Yeah, I think it's very likely. I know. I know, I've, Amanda, you've, you've listened to quite a few of his in Audible, haven't you? So. Yeah, I listened to The Stand, I think, early into lockdown on audiobook, and it was 47 hours long. I couldn't manage that in Audible. Right, anyway. It took me a while. Anyway, back on the storytelling basis. Right, OK, now we're on to our final round of reading now, so we're going to go over our guests now. So I think Chuck should start off first in this this third, third and final round. We'll swap the order around a bit this time as well. So okay, I have um, and I have these. This is something I just wrote. Let me. Okay, it's it's just like a haiku that I, I don't know where I was going with it, but I, I decided to write. You know, I said let me write another poem. So here's my poem. It's songbirds on pillows. Red hairs dancing under space. Moonlit dreams tonight. It's just basically Beautiful. what. What? What? Okay. If normally I don't like to explain my writing, but but today I was imagining songbirds on pillows. And this is a red-haired person sleeping underneath of an actual moonlit sky. It's beautiful. Can you read that again, please, Chuck? Because I think I've, I think I've used that there again. Songbirds on pillows, red hairs dancing under 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 space, moonlit dreams tonight. Beautiful. What do you think, Amanda? It's beautiful, that, isn't yeah, it? It's nice. It's really, really nice. That Chuck. Real. I love the first. They always have got haikus. Me. They always, if you have a really good first line, 
it can really carry a person onto the rest of the image. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's absolutely gorgeous, mate. Now, why would that altar get ready? I'll go next, and, and then we'd have two blokes and two women to finish off with. So now it's come fairly common, really, over the story time. I, I've been reading a bit of either the Hercule Belloc, which was a um, 19th century French writer who did a lot of um, quite unusual pieces. So this is one of his, actually, and it's a comedy one. So it's called Jim, who ran away from his nurse and was eaten by a lion. Very, very, so your thought title, Atamanda, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there was a boy whose name was Jim. His friends are very good to him. They gave him tea and cakes and jam and slices of delicious ham and chocolate with pink inside and little tricycles to ride and read him stories through and through and even took him to the zoo. But it was there that dreadful fate befell him which I now relate. You know, at least you ought to know, for I told you often so, that children are never allowed to leave their nurses in the crowd. Now this was Jim's especial fallible. He ran away with his able. On a suspicious day, he slipped his hand and ran away. He hadn't gone a yard when bang! Of open jaws, a lion sprang, and hungrily began to eat the boy, beginning at his feet. Now just imagine how it feels when first your toes and then your heels, then by gradual disgrace, your shins and ankles, calves and knees are slowly eaten bit by bit. No wonder Jim detested it. No wonder he shouted, Hi! The honest keeper heard him cry, or very fat he almost ran, to help this little gentleman. Ponto! he ordered as he came, for Ponto was the lion's name. Ponto, he cried, with angry frown. Let go, sir. Down, sir. Put it down. The lion made a sudden stop. He let the Danes immortal drop and slunk reluctant to his cage, snarling with disappointed rage. But when he bent over Jim, the honest keeper's eyes were dim. The lion hadn't reached his head. The miserable boy was dead. When Nurse informed his parents, they were more concerned than I could say. His mother actually dried her eyes and said, Well, it gives me no surprise. He would not do as he was told. His father was more self-controlled bade all the children around attend Jim's miserable end and always keep a hold of nurse for fear of finding something worse. <laughs> I love but pieces you, of that. You, you, you do like your, uh, your flash fiction. You've yeah. always liked it, yeah. Because remember, at the beginning of lockdown, we did that flash fiction uh, workshop. I yeah. joined you guys like once or twice. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, it's very, it's more, it's very narrative. Like. It's just rhyming, and it's I like it because it yeah. just, it's completely mad. That's why. So, there's, Amanda's not let me read that before, so I have to ask Amanda, what does Amanda think to that? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> now, okay, on to alter next. Then we can have. What do you can chuck? Should we let the girls have their say now for a bit? Then. Sure. <laughs> right. So, um, I would like to read. Uh, my favorite feathers contribution oh, are you, Andy M. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Amanda has seen any of these. Uh, no, you haven't. Um, you better alter. You better tell her. Amanda. Yeah, tell Amanda and our viewers what the feathers book was. I don't think I told you okay. about this book, Amanda. So, so feathers for Hina was uh, fifteen writers from all over the world that came together, and all I asked them was to write something. Um, 
with feathers, you know, anything to related to feathers because feathers is very symbolic between myself and Hina. And um, to, to write just something that will encourage her that when she reads it, she feels a little bit better. Um, she's going through a very tough time from a medical point. And uh, yeah, and Chuck, yesterday we were at the zoo and Chuck found me an actual eagle feather. That's an oh, actual wow. eagle feather, yeah. I had to actually ask them, will you lock me up as soon as I go out or can I take this? I mean, the eagle dropped it. You know, I did well, ask him. I couldn't ask, I couldn't ask Chuck sneaking around the back of it and trying to pull it off the back oh, of the no. eagle. He was going to do anything <laughs> for me to have it. Oh. Amanda, I'm not prepared to do that for you before we carry on, right? She's talking to her son. Oh, no, you can't take it. It's illegal. I said, who knows? Just put it in your back. She's holding her hand. I said, put it in your purse. Let's go. Then she asked, why would you do that? Like, I would have put it in my pocket and walked out. Nobody ever would have known. This is my favorite one that you contributed for this book. Um, it goes, four feathers blow in the wind from out of the hedge, your dad's brush breaking in the air, giving the shallow half a chance from your neighbor's cat. We both we both kind of like this one and the magpie. My, my favorite is the magpie. Yeah, yeah. Pop it on the magpie one so I can read Yeah, read the magpie one as well. I don't mind, okay? Because because I gotta read the magpie. Please, yeah, because I'll tell you the story about these two in a minute because they're both true stories. I think I need Yeah. Two feathers fall from the sky and almost a victory parade. Following your neighbor's cat comes spurting down your tree after trying to attack the two magpies. The reason why it was kind of like she goes, she goes, well. She was like telling me about writing feathers. She's like, I want you to write something that's uh, happy, happy. And I was like, encouraging. And I was like, I was like, I don't know how to write that. Was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't write that kind of stuff. So, so it was like, but I noticed the two people that were writing some stuff that was kind of humorous and maybe it was me and you. I said, I was like, see, yeah, you know, that's what I remember. I said, look at that. And she refers to those often because she said, when she starts crying, there's the one, the, the, the next one, she starts smiling and then she starts laughing. So it's actually done exactly what it's supposed to have done for her. But they were just like, they were true stories because then when we were growing, I was growing up in the second house with my parents, we, uh, the neighbors had two cats and they were the two their mother and daughter cats and they, they really were bird hunters. And with that's what happened both cases where we saw the second one was coming down the tree. The mother cat had gone up to try and get out two magpies, and you don't do that because they're vicious birds. <laughs> and they both just they, they dive bombed the cat, and it was going, it went straight down this oak tree backwards. Then my dad said the other one, my dad broke 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 a basically a sweeping brush, trying throwing it out the hedge, trying to give this bird a chance. <laughs> so, many, well, thank you for the brilliant. They're great, great to hear people read them as well. So. Right, Amanda, now you're going to conclude us now, aren't you? Yeah, I've got a silly poem, and I can't confirm or deny if it's about anybody real or who that person might be. <laughs> it's called, Why You Should Never Stay Friends With Your Ex. Oh, well, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I knew an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many exes, she didn't know what to do. She kept them around just in case, long after they'd fallen from her grace. There was one under the bed though it's debatable whether he was dead. 
And the ex in the wardrobe, she tried him on for size, then dressed him up in disguise. Sometimes she added to the collection, preferring to have a varied selection, some in different sizes and shapes, and the one who liked to feed her grapes. The ex in the cupboard under the stairs, summer were broken, but she kept the spares. An ex in the fridge to keep her cool, and one she only brought out at Yule. She, he was rather festive. She gave each one a sedative, only reviving them one at a time, because we all know bigamy is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no comment there, and that's all I'm going to say. Right? <laughs> I, I know, I know what's part of that poem, off snow. But anyway, guys and girls, that's the end. Can, of, can, that's the can end. I of story can I ask you guys a question there? I'm just curious because it's kind mm. of like I, under, I, I understand because I understand that. Uh, you write it, and I understand that, that Amanda does. You know, she doesn't write any poetry. She's not really a big fan of poetry. From uh, Amanda, what do you answer that? It's your question, Amanda. I do some poetry, but I sort of tend to go more towards fiction. But sometimes it's poetry. It but, just depends which I, which I think it'll fit into. I know this is a uh, now. See, okay, here, see, since you're not the poet, then okay, here we go. All right, everybody, even if they're poor or not, they write like, you know, to their special someone, they write love poems, you know, or, or like something like little love notes, you know, hi, hi, you know, you're so pretty. Here's a question for you. And I'm sure we all have had, I'm sure all of us have had relationships with, some, you know, with somebody else, but this is specifically for you. Does it seem when someone writes you a note, does it seem like it's better coming from a poet than from non from a non-poet? Now I've had I've been, you know, dealing with people that write poetry and have not wrote poetry. And to me, there's nothing better than than, than a poet writing me or somebody that writes poetry. And I don't know. I'm just asking you. It's like, did you love, do you like it if he writes you like po poems or anything like that? It's just, you know, a, you know, question I'm just asking, you know, because I know you guys yeah, are married. You know, yeah, yeah. We're just yeah. drawn. What we did, Chuck, was an altar day parents. Well, we were actually friends for several, what, nine months, Amanda, was it? Yeah. At nine months it was. We met in the March and we, st we started off as friends and it built up over time. And as we got together then, I wrote a book called From Friendship to Love, talking about that change. And then I did a second book on it as well. And after that, we ended up doing joint books together and that's what it kind of... I remember the, the, seven, the seven words, seven minutes, seven words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Run away with me in seven words. They, they and then we did the follow-up to that, Run away with me again in eight words. And that was like a little series of seven and eight word looks back it. and forth yeah. to each other. Yeah. I mean, what we did there, there looks together. What we did there, we mm -hmm. changed how we actually wrote that, did we, Amanda? Because when we did that, Amanda, it's worth repeating. You, you, you started off on that for the original book of that. So tell people what happened. I just started off with the seven words, trying to, well, I was trying to do a six word poem and I couldn't fit it down into six words. So I got seven words and I shared it. And then Andy was trying to be clever and you continued it, didn't you? And yeah. we just kept going backwards and forwards, sort of following on from each other with these seven word poems. Yeah, so I remember from, that. Yeah. And uh, what, 18 months later, we did a run away with me again in eight words where we moved on to eight words. And that was, a real, I've got to say, that was, compared to that, was a really tricky book to write that because we went for about three, what, basically three false starts on that, Amanda, didn't we, really? So. Yeah. It was because it's the first book was we weren't planning to publish it and it kind of made sense. That second book, we were conscious what we were doing and it took twice as long really for that reason. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. So anyway, so obviously, if people want to find 
three draw books in for you two to conclude. They can, they can always find me and Amanda and Amazon. They're easy to find. How do people find you two then? I think Instagram would be a great start. Um, and then for me, my, my website. Um, and yeah, Chuck, Chuck, pretty much where you find me, you'll find yeah, Chuck. If you, if, you, <laughs> if, you find, if you find Altus Publishing site, then you're going to find my books on there. If you just, okay. if you go to if you go to Angry Hobie Poetry uh, on, on Instagram, you're going to find me, and then you're going to find her. Pretty much, you're going to see both of our on both of our Instagram accounts, even on our Facebook accounts too. But uh, that's where we're at because she she published all, all of my books, so and everything is right there. So brilliant, brilliant. Good luck, good luck to you. Yeah. Been an adventure the whole time. You know what I'm saying? From past few months. Oh God, yeah, completely. I think it is when you're when you live in old Dayton like you two. Are, I know people people wonder you two. I know you, know you two are moving in together. Well, I can understand soon. So I know me and Amanda we've been living together for what two and a half years now. It's it's such an adventure moving in with other writers. So good luck to the pair of you. So, now, but, but 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 to make to make it really quick, uh, uh, to to answer your question, when you reach our age, you don't you don't want to wait for anything anymore. You just go out and do it because you, you understand what I'm saying. It, it's like you're yeah, more no. likely to take the risk. Yeah, no, I agree completely. That's what you do. You get a certain stage in your life. You just don't mess around. Get straight at it. Amanda, what do you yeah. think on that to conclude with? Yeah, life is short. Yeah, live it. So, right. That's it today, guys. Because we're going to wrap up now. Hang around, Alter and Chuck. I need to speak to you off microphone anyway. So, thank you today. It's been a pleasure to chat to see the pair of you together. It's been great fun this today. Really been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank yeah. you as always, Amanda. So, right. Thank you. Uh, to conclude, as Amanda always does, we're reading in bed. Amanda? Bye. <laughs> see you awesome. I usually wave as well, but people can't see me. <laughs> see you soon, guys. Story time with Andy and Amanda.